What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Dr. Lee Unhinged. I'm Dr. Shaw. Dr. Maxfield. Where we have our unhinged, unfiltered takes on the skincare world and beyond relationship advice, all the things. And we always start with a life update, but I'll give you a little preview of the episode today. We are going to be talking about the viral, and these things come in waves, the viral skin spatulas, (laughs) Amazon Prime deals, should be you be shopping them or not. I got some pro tips as an insider with Amazon and your t- our top five full skincare tips and products. Yes. So this should be a timely episode. Hopefully this helps you out as you de- prepare to spend money or save money depending on how your math works. But life Ooh, updates first. So yeah, girl math. That's uh, I love the idea. My nurses taught me about that. For those of you who didn't see that, my nurses were teaching me all about girl math and I had a lot of fun doing that with them. But uh life updates yeah last week we didn't put out an episode because dr shaw and i were actually together physically and we were shooting youtube videos and when you're making those videos you can't make these so we're catching up now new podcast coming out what else is going on with you a couple things well one we shot a video on snail mucin by the way so we're getting a lot of questions about snail mucin we have a full deep dive should you you be using snail mucin on your skin Check out our YouTube video, probably coming within the next week or two, maybe even before this episode goes live. Who knows? All right. So the main thing here that happened is that I announced on Instagram that I will be practicing in New York City. That was the major life update that we have mm-hmm. going on. And there's almost a little bit of a game. It's it, the where in the world is Dr. Shaw going to be? <laughs> Nobody knows. And Sometimes I'm in Miami, sometimes I'm in North Carolina, but now officially practicing in New York City. So we announced that I'll be joining Hudson Durham. We also started something called Aesthetica Skin Lab, which is like a facial aesthetic lab incubation spa in New York City. It's incredible, high end, beautifully done. And uh, we're really excited about that. So that was my big announcement. And so everyone who saw it on Instagram, thank you for all your support. Appreciate and love all of you. Yeah, that's awesome news. Um, I'm really excited to see this place because I know this is going to be over the top excellent, just knowing you and then uh, getting to know Davil just a little bit. This is going to be an incredible place. If you're in New York, drop by if you can. Um, I'm going to find myself in the boonies somewhere. I'm trying to remove myself further and further from the cities. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, the the lab is incredible. We really focus on, because we're trying to, the take basically is that Right now, a lot of the spa treatments right now are focused a lot on the experience, which is wonderful. It's like, how do we marry the science of a dermatologist with the experience of a facial? And I think that's that's what we created with Aesthetica Skin Lab. We do a detailed skin analysis before and after. We use lasers if needed. We use light chemical peels if needed. And we really create like a bespoke facial experience. So you'll definitely have to check it out. And the number one question on my post was whether or not Dr. Maxfield and I will still be shooting videos together. Little known fact, we've actually not been living together for over a year now. And so we've actually been traveling over the past year to make it work. And we still are able to meet up at least once a month, create content for you. And people, I don't think even realized that the transition had happened because we were so consistent with content. In fact, probably more consistent than when we were living (laughs) in the same city. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love, it was cool to see that though. Um, but yeah, I was actually surprised. I didn't realize people didn't realize 
that we had made that transition because we were pretty public about that and we teased it out over a couple months, but there's new people in. And so that's probably a great thing too. Um, but I have no major life updates, which is fine too, but we can dump, what do you want to start with this? The skin spatulas? Let's start, let's start Amazon, Amazon so, because it's timely. Start. So Amazon prime day is among us, upon us, whatever you want to call it. And the question that everybody has is, should you be shopping Amazon prime day? And if so, what should you be buying? So hopefully you're listening to this before Prime Day. It's not Prime Day. What I want you to do as my tip for Prime Day is today, whenever you're listening to this, maybe we'll launch this early just so that people can get this tip in advance. I want you to go on Amazon and I want you to flag the products that you actually want right now and add them to your wish list before they go on sale. And I want you to look at the prices, mark down the prices of the things that you want. And... Then when Prime Day happens, if the things you were going to buy anyway that were not on Prime Day are now on sale, you can buy them. Not that they say they're on sale, meaning that they increase the price and then decrease the price on the day of Prime Day, but they're actually on sale compared to what you flagged them on the week or a couple days before Prime Day. And if they're still on sale and you were going to buy them anyway, then that is the Prime Day deal you should be buying. Nice. Okay. That is a hot tip. I'm actually doing it right now as we speak. Electronic skateboard, big wheel, that one wheel skateboard thing. Although I know there's a huge real recall on that. So I'm going to flag that. Um, <laughs> last year, I bought like an SD card and real practical things. SD cards, wires. But this year, electronic skateboard coming out is going to be awesome. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I mostly buy electronics. I'll be honest. During yeah. Prime Day, I find that those deals are incredible. Skincare, there is some pretty good deals. You can get up to 40%, sometimes 30%. Prime Day and and Black Friday, probably the two best sales of the year from the actual numerical standpoint, where you'll actually see things significantly discounted that you don't see probably throughout the year. Most other sales, I find, are just like what you could get with like a coupon code at most places. Mm. All right, so you have a list from Amazon. What is this list? Is this a list of so things not list. to miss? So I don't actually have a list from Amazon. I'm actually looking at, so Amazon sent me a giant box of stuff, you know, because I, I do some Amazon lives every now and then. And um, I'm like, you know, I have part of their affiliate program. And so they sent me this giant box in lieu of Prime Day. And a lot of like really cool stuff, but they're not stuff like I can talk knowledgeably about. I'll, I'll tell you, show you. I'm going to show you an example. This is actually one of the most exciting boxes I've ever gotten. So I'm going to show you an example. It's not skincare. Uh, so one, they sent me this new um, Billie Eilish, Eilish perfume. Uh, a perfume, you know. So I was pretty excited about that. I don't wear necessarily perfume, but. Smell it. You have, to, you have to spray it. I need your opinion. For those of you who don't know, Dr. Shaw, despite being very adamant against fragrance, he actually loves fragrance. In, no, not I in love skincare. fragrances, just not fragrance in skincare. Right. So, okay. I actually feel starting to feel more and more strongly about this, like no fragrance in skincare. As a matter of fact, I'm like doubling down. I'm tripling down. I'm quadrupling down on the no fragrance in skincare thing. But anyway, um, look what else they sent me. They sent me a hair what? straightener, like a oh, good nice. one. Like, what did you send me this for? I don't, my hair's not even long enough, but my wife will benefit from it. But 
Um, so apparently this is probably going to be on sale. And if you need a hair straightener from T3, this high quality rapid heat, um, I haven't tried it, but it looks good. And you know what else they sent me? They sent me this thing, this effortless styler. This thing looks phenomenal. Now it looks like kind of like a dupe of the Revlon one. This one from Moroccan oil. Like you ever see the, the one from Revlon? Um, it looks like a dupe, but like cool stuff i nothing i can use but um away if my wife doesn't steal it from me um yeah it's gone once we launch memberships gone. heads up everyone once we launch a membership uh, we'll be giving this stuff away um all right yeah, stuff that i actually point. got that i can use okay living proof dry shampoo i've you actually become dry shampoo i've become a, a bigger fan of dry shampoos in general I, I find that my hair becomes super unmanageable unless i wash it once or twice a day. And what I've found is that dry shampoo actually makes it easier for me to style my hair, especially in, in areas where the water is harder, believe it or not. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. It's interesting. Um, and then they also sent me this little La Roche-Posé little thing, a duo over here. And it's a the Tellarian Hydrating Gentle Cleanser, which I'm not a big fan of gentle cleansers, not because they're not great, but just for my skin, I like to feel a little bit mm -hmm. cleaner. And then this, um, they also sent the tinted mineral La Roche-Posay sunscreen. So that's something yeah, that's I would certainly one. recommend. Then they sent me this Maraud Retinal, Retinaldehyde product. So it's their Resurgence Retinol Resculpt Overnight Treatment. And I'm a big fan of retinaldehyde, right? So retinol gets converted to retinaldehyde in the skin, which then gets converted to retinoic acid, the active form of retinoid. And so retinol is a pretty active form of retinoid and is shown to be quite effective. Now, one of the challenges with Murad, which I find to be challenging, is that again, this has a lot of fragrant ingredients, citronella, fragrance, and I find that to be odd for what the line is based on. So I think there are better products out there in the retinol category, so this wouldn't be probably my number one choice, but I have it here. That's pretty much all I got for you. Well, okay. That was highly eclectic. Um, but thanks for sharing. I guess that wasn't very helpful for anybody, but no. I'll tell you what I would buy. Really good. Genuinely okay, what you, buy. What you buy. Okay. What this is buy? what I would buy. I would look for some Alta MD sunscreens. This is when I stock up for Alta MD if it's on sale. Um, you're looking for Alta MD, you're looking for a sale that's greater than 20% because they run 20% quite often. So anything over 20%, I'd buy it. Um and then the basics that you're normally going to buy anyway. That's pretty much all I do. L'Oreal Paris does really good sales around this time. Their hyaluronic acid, both the serum and the eye serum, probably going to come on sale for a pretty good deal. Oh, that's nice. I love the eye serum. I might, I, I, I'm very neutral on eye serums, but the, the L'Oreal Paris eye serum with the draw, the rollers, I, I really do love it. It's not that expensive for an eye serum. It's innovative. Um, yeah, I do like that thing. All right. What are you buying so, if it's on sale? Oh, I mean, I, you know, my computer problems, like Pat, our editor knows my computer problems. I'm tempted to just start from scratch and just get a new computer. Um, I have a few, actually, one of them works and not consistently. So I'm in the hunt for a computer. Sony actually might be coming out with a new camera, the Sony Alpha A7S4 or something like that. No this, way. Yeah. Right after we get the Sony three, but, um, so that if that really actually lands, because I, I just know. bought the seven S. 
and it's been out for years this has been years in the making and um so that if that Uh actually drops that might be a must buy if there's any sort of deal on that and that comes out um but electronics i think we're good on sd cards good on some cables maybe some adapter cables but i'm a real practical purchaser i'm not going to be buying anything in bulk toilet paper cleansing bars but um that's what I'm be looking for. I, but I'm serious about that uh, that electronic skateboard or maybe the big wheel. Um, do you know what your most purchased Amazon product is? How do you find that? Is uh, on just like look at your most repurchased. Like you go to like orders and you know buy it again or whatever. Oh, this is interesting. It'll it's tell prob- you how often you've bought it. Buy again. You probably gonna need something to. practical. You used to tell. Used to tell mm. us. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where to find that. For me, it's a hair. It's my hair product. the The Hans de Foucault claymation is what I use for my hair, and it's by far my most recent, my most repurchased <laughs> product on Amazon. That's that makes sense. I get mine from straight from my um, barber. Now, what's funny? I think one of my most repurchased items on here is actually our soft box lights for our, our uh, YouTube videos. <laughs> I bought them for every. Why do you keep them? Because I buy them for every them? physical location. I've got them at the office. I have them in my our office, like my office here. I bought them for the office in Charlotte, your office. Um, I think I bought five sets of these soft box lights. <laughs> and I'm going to get more. They're so good. That's crazy. That is literally crazy. They take up so okay. much space. I like ha- I can't have them in my place. Um, <laughs> all right. So, okay. What? So no recommendations, nothing, nothing skincare related that you're buying? Um, no, because here's the thing why. So I, I was already looking at this and I was like, okay, here's the SkinCeuticals line. So if you want something, I, I would look at something more expensive. And I'm always like that with these expensive investments when it comes to skincare, especially if it's something you'll be reusing because you don't want to spend $100, $200 on a serum if that's what you're, if, you, if you're just trying it out. I think you need to wait till it's on sale. You can get sales even when people do like brand deals and things like that. But that's what I'd be looking for. If you really want to try the SkinCeuticals vitamin C, if you really want to try some other skincare product, even even like Biosons, I don't think they're on Amazon, but Dermatology, I think is an Amazon. Some of these like even middle upper price range products, I would definitely check those out. Um, anything you've been waiting to try, now is the time. But for a lot of people, I think it's like SkinCeuticals. I think there's still a little bit of mystique that comes along with the price. And if, it, if you've been waiting to dip your toes into that vitamin C serum, um, this might be an option because it is on Amazon. There is something about ex- expensive skincare that psychologically you feel like it has to be better and that they're missing out on something like, you know how many times that I've tried the skin? Yeah. It's a good vitamin C with a lot of data. Don't get me wrong. The combination of vitamin C, vitamin E, and ferulic acid, incredible combination does not do well with my skin personally. But I keep trying it because I'm like, it's got to be good. It's got to be. <laughs> Everyone's buying it. It's $180. It's got to be good. Um, so I, 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 I don't know. It. I mean, for me, Alpha Ret's been a better, a better success in that same price range. But in general, I just, yeah, I think that there is some psycho- something psychological about a high-priced product that sells really well that makes you really believe that it has to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it's almost like a spa experience. It's almost like you're experiencing your money on your face. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Um, of money. But yeah, there's something about it. Okay, so next up, we're going to be talking about poor spatulas, skin spatulas. What is a skin spatula? And do you need to 
to buy one do you need one so these skin spatulas poor spatulas they're a combination of things um some have combination of like ultrasound technology microcurrent device combined with the physical scraping of like a spatula if you if you imagine you have your metal scraper for your grill it's basically the same thing but then they do combine some amounts of technology and there's some variability with this to help perhaps elevate this and you could put like a skin oil on if you want to and scrape it off but the, if you've ever seen any of these videos of which there are quite a few right now you are going the goal is really just to remove oil from your skin and for that purpose that's it's perhaps fine in my opinion you're going to physically remove oil from your skin and they're actually not that expensive so even though some of them do have some tech in it they i mean you can still get them for pretty inexpensive so it's not a big investment my overall thought though, and it's kind of the same thing as any of these sebaceous filament videos is what's the main benefit here? Because it's almost like if you're going to the spa or, and they're doing an extraction, if you're not coupling this with something robust in terms of oil control ingredients, then you are not going to be having any meaningful benefit even throughout the week. It's just going to fill up rapidly. You're still going to have oily skin fairly quickly thereafter. Um, and then it's also kind of irritating on the skin barrier. Like it is kind of harsh to scrape something across your skin that's my take on these yeah i think they're pretty harsh on the skin so i will say though like after using skincare products for a long period of time right it's like you still sometimes develop these deep sebaceous filaments and clogged pores that unless you manually do something that's like a deeper cleanse they're it almost seems as if you can't just completely reset them. Now, I find that after you get a facial done or after you use one of these pore spatulas, that skincare products are a lot better at maintaining your pores looking cleaner, clearer, less gunked up than when you already have a lot of gunk and then you try to use skincare to eliminate it. I think it's just a little bit more difficult. Uh, it, like It's almost like detailing your car, right? Like you get car washes all the time. And that would be like your normal skincare routine. And this car looks pretty good when you get it washed, right? Like it's 99% there. But then when you get your car detailed, it's like, whoa, right? Like it really resets you. And so I think these treatments, whether it's hydrofacial, Bella MD, Diamond Glow, pore spatulas, they can really reset your skin and give you that sort of detailed look of the skin. Now, do you need to be detailing your skin? Probably not. So is this a necessity? I would certainly say no. I don't think you should be doing it at home because what I found on social media with both pore vacuums and with the pore spatulas, the skin spatulas that you're scraping against the skin, that a lot of people end up damaging their skin barrier. They end up getting bruises. They put too much pressure on one side of the spatula than the other and they get like a bruise line essentially. And so I think it's difficult to do. What I would say is go to your local esthetician, um, go to anybody that you trust and do this like you know, twice a year or something like this, or, or more if you want to do it more often, but twice a year, factory reset your skin. Um, is it a necessity? I certainly think not. I think you can maintain your skin 99% with great skincare. You don't never need a pore spatula, but if you do need it, I think it's best to just have it as part of a facial treatment, treat yourself, get it done, get the factory reset and clean your skin. Yeah, I'm all for that. And so it's kind of how you use it. And I think a complete, if you really want to be aggressive and complete with your oily skincare routine, you hit it with a green tea toner. I love those things. They make some great products. Isn't free. Isn't free. 
Um, Isntree. No, Innisfree, I meant. Isntree and then Innisfree. <laughs> I like both of the green tea toners. They're very different, but I like them both. Uh, and then a niacinamide serum, azelaic acid can help a little bit in your retinoid. And then sure, I would say even like once a month. If your skin beer can handle it, sure. Uh, maybe a hydrocolloid patch across your nose. Maybe even the more gentle option than a skin or skin spatula. But it will help, but it's certainly not enough to maintain it on its own. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I totally agree with you. 100% on board. Skin spatulas, you could get them, um, but I don't think they're they're really appropriate for home use, though. I think most people can operate them. It's not as bad as, you know, using a derma roller at home or doesn't require as much concern. You're not like necessarily breaking the skin barrier as much, but still not a huge fan. Next, let's talk about our top five fall skincare products and maybe tips what are we talking about products or tips we do both like products okay. or tips products or tips because i think they play hand in hand it's like here's a tip and here's a product that kind of looks i like it so dr maxfield what are your top products for the fall and do you even need to change your skincare for the fall yes and i think you kind of do i think between summer and winter it's like a very hard flip for most people, unless you live in an incredibly temperate climate, then you're going to have a pretty big change. Now for the fall, it's a transition period, but I do for myself, even this fall, I've noticed I was like, man, my skin is so much drier. The patients are coming in for different things in the clinic. So I think the majority of people actually do have a pretty big shift in their skincare naturally, even with a slight drop in temperature and the slight drop in humidity. So I think it is there. And I always organize my thoughts kind of in a routine, or at least I try to. But the first thing is the cleanser. So I have like oilier skin, so I like a good, rich, lathery cleanser. But there are a few cleansers that are I, I find like personally pretty hydrating. I've always been a big fan of the MD Solar Science cleanser and what's in it. Why? It's they have an amount of oils. Like they have that one. I think has jojoba oil, maybe another one. But they kind of leave like a little bit of hydration on the skin after they cleanse it. It's a really weird balance to clean your face and yet still feel hydrated. But some of them do it really well. So I love MD Solar Science's cleanser. And then another one I tried recently. This one's fragranced, but I love the smell. And I don't really mind. I actually, as much as I don't dis like, I don't hate fragrance in general. If you sensitive skin, never use it. X-Men, never use it. I also very much prefer no fragrance in my leave-on skincare. Cleansers, I also don't mind as much. But... There's this OC, is it Odyssey or OC? Osea. Uh, Osea. That's how you say it? I think so. <laughs> Everything for me is ocean. So I thought certainly this is OC. Um, it's O-S-E-A. But they have a, a cleanser. Uh, it's a green one. And I really love it. It's like um, Osea or Osea. One of those two. Okay. Osea. It is. But I really love this cleanser. It's full of hydrating oils. It's got a huge combination of them. It leaves you feeling pretty, uh, pretty they have a product, it's called like the Viper Oil or something like this. Have you seen it? It's like the Vapor mm -hmm. Oil. I, I, the Vegas, I think it's called like the Vegas Oil or something. Yeah, Vegas Nerve. It's called the Vegas Nerve Oil from really? Osea. Osea. Yeah. I might have this. I might and, have to. and like I, the name is, but the thing is, unfortunately for me, is a, a, a walking essential oil. You know, oh. let me read you this. Um, they do have some good stuff. They have grape seed. They got meadow foam, jojoba. But then you, you get your citrus peel oil. You get your um, lavender oil. 
And I guess maybe it's just the two oils, actually. It's not as, as bad as I thought it was. Um, but it's just oils. Like, it's got nothing else in it but essential oils and uh, oils that are extracted from different vegetables and fruits. Um, and, you know, that's it. It's got nothing else in it. So people love this product. It's probably a top top seller. And, in fact, the Allure 2023 Best of Beauty Award, which we'll talk about in our next episode. Nice. Okay. See, and that takes us to the next part. So you're talking about skin oils. I was talking about skin oils. The next thing, let's say for a lot of people, a foundational ingredient in the morning is vitamin C. And vitamin C can be irritating, like Dr. Shaw alluded to. He can't tolerate a lot of common forms, skinceuticals included. And I do hear that quite frequently. There are multiple different types of vitamin C. Some of them are more fat soluble, one of which is um, THD ascorbate which I'm a neutral fan on, like I'm not a huge fan on it, but one thing it is probably good for is sensitive skin. So as you move towards those drier seasons, you might want to switch your vitamin C. You might find one in a moisturizing base. You can actually find one in a squalane oil base. The Bloom Effects is one I was trying recently. And of course there it is, but uh, it's again, it gives you a vitamin C and a hydrating oil base. Does it play with your skin type? That's up to you. But they do also make these in a moisturizing vehicle as well, or uh, sorry, a lotion or a cream vehicle as well. So that's something I would look for if you're struggling with dry skin, but still want to maintain your vitamin C through the fall. Yeah. So yeah, I think, you know, vitamin C is one of those things like I talked about. Some people tolerate it really well. Other people don't tolerate it as well. There's some evidence that THD ascorbate can also be a little bit unstable as well. Mm -hmm. um, and there's been acetyl zingaron, which is like a, it's like a ginger extract has been shown to stabilize it as well. Yeah, and I know the study, very specific, um, <laughs> very, very, very specific. Um, so, so yeah, like, you know, I think it's great. I think you can use copper peptides too, um, through the fall. I mean, I don't think I agree, like my skin, and I've talked about this before with everyone and anyone who's aging with us probably appreciates this as well that my skin also gets much drier in the summer in the in, sorry in the fall and in the winter and every year it seems to get worse right now i'm actually like flaking like crazy because i just started a raslo again and then i stopped it and then I started it again and then i started flaking almost immediately again so i'm kind of like on and off of my retinoid and that's causing some flaking and some issues there as well but ultimately my skin in general like my legs in general are just a lot more dry and so mm -hmm. are there things that we need to change i do think you know, hydrating cleanser, you know, maybe a less irritating vitamin C. I think continue, in fact, maybe start exfoliating again if you stopped in the summer because you were spending a lot of time in the sun and it was going to make you more sensitive. I think it's appropriate to introduce exfoliants again as long as you're introducing a little bit of a thicker moisturizer. Now, my impression of, of like to explain this is, is when you look at a product and, I, you know, I thought that this, this is something that I... I think took for granted is like the naming structure of products and that everyone probably had the same definition of it. And then I, I recently did a poll on my Instagram asking people like what they thought a serum was, right? And overwhelmingly, people felt a serum was a product that has a lot of actives in it and not a product that's super lightweight, which my interpretation of a serum, which is actually not the most common interpretation of a serum, is really just a lightweight product that's a little bit more watery, right? So I look at like serum as being really thin. Mm. I look at gel as being a little thicker than a serum. I look at as lotion being a little bit thicker than a gel. And then I look at a, a cream as being a little thicker than a lotion. And so for product naming, if you're in, in the fall time switching from summer, it would be appropriate to go from a gel moisturizer to a lotion 
or to a cream-based moisturizer just to lock in more hydration because those products tend to be more occlusive. Yeah. And the funny thing is I was with Dr. Shaw. I also can per consider serums as a watery vehicle and not necessarily the active ingredients in it. So I also am on the outside looking in, in terms of my perspective on this one, but that's an excellent tip. And it's a really simple tip. Dermatologists all over the country always recommend this is yes, increase the vehicle from lotion to a cream to ointment throughout the colder seasons. And you brought up a really good point too. If you are someone who wants to exfoliate, now is a perfect time because of sun sensitivity. And on that same note, if you are someone planning for a procedure, if you're planning for a laser, if you're planning for peels, if you're planning for maybe like microneedling, any of these things, as your skin is tan, that's the wrong time of, to, to, of year to do it. You want your skin as light as possible. So if you're preparing for the winter, now is a good time to really get aggressive with the sun protection. You can even get aggressive with your tretinoin, your tazeratine, and your hydroquinone really even out your tone, lighten it up as much as possible so that you have a successful laser treatment in the dead of winter and then you're ready to go for next summer and then don't undo it all with going in the sun. But that's a possibility too. That's a great tip. Now, these tips have been quite unorganized. So you said cleanser, you gave a good cleanser mm -hmm. recommendation. You said THD ascorbate. What's your product of choice? Well, I, I said I like the Bloom Effects one there. I think a the Biosense one is my summer choice. I think that is THTC. The, this one here, actually, Pacifica Glow Baby, this one is an ascorbic acid face lotion. I actually really like this. It ha says it has fragrance in it. You can, I don't know. It's hard to even pick up on it. Um, but I do like this ascorbic and a lotion base as well. I'm trying to stay outside okay. of the vitamin C serums, which is where they usually live. All right, that's fair. And then I guess for me, winter, sorry, fall moisturizer, really like to bring back in the Kiehl's Ultra Facial moisturizer i think it's just a credible mm. moisturizer it's like a it in between like a it's like a lotion essentially almost like if you would say it's like not a heavy cream but it's also not a gel so it's like the perfect in between i think it's really good moisturizer to introduce in this time of the year sunscreens wise i do want some sunscreens that are a little bit more hydrating around this time of the year for sure so Sometimes looking for your moisturizer that's doubling as a sunscreen can be a really good option during this time. Do you have any good moisturizing uh, sun care? Yeah, I do find the Korean ones like the, oh, I, I said it is Beauty of Joseon initially and I was going to continue saying that. I I, I really like jo the feel of it. I know it's Joseon. lightweight, Joseon, but it's so hydrating. Like I really feel like it helps protect your skin. Um, and then what else did I love? Uh, I've always said the Elta MD ones are pretty good and they're pretty good. I, you know what I've tried uh, is the Bare Minerals sunscreen. It's really impressive. I think it's pretty heavily fragranced, but the cosmetics of it, the feel of it, it's pretty luxurious. It feels pretty hydrating. Um, I do like all of those. The Dermatology Universal Tinted Moisturizer, it's a moisturizer. I do love the Elf Moisturizer with SPF. Talked about that many times. There's a uh, Crave Beauty. Uh, they have a product called Beat the Sun SPF 40 product. Um, this is from Influencer Leah. I don't know if we'd call her it. Yeah, Influencer Leah Use brand. Um, initially was off the market, then came back. Um, and I have the most recent edition. And I really like it. Hmm. I, I did find in the summer, I was using it almost uh, like a lot when I was traveling. I did find that it was really dewy, really dewy. So it's good for me. But even in the summer when I was sweating a lot, it was a little bit too much even for me. 
And I and now that I'm using it in this weather, I think it's perfect. So it's a little bit more hydrating. And so Beat the Sun by Crave Beauty. Really good sunscreen for this time of year. Nice. I'm going to drop two more, actually, because I just remembered these ones are particularly hydrating. and They're pretty new as well. So this one is uh, this year launch. It's the period of soft touch. This one is much it's a little bit more hydrating than their initial one that had the controversy around it. But then isn't trees yam onion and vegetable line sunscreen this is like the purple right. i don't even know if these are real recommendations anymore <laughs> they're so real. what is they're... going on right now <laughs> <laughs> you know if you haven't tried these ones they are they're heavier than the watery sun gel there's at least three different ones um and they are they're particular i find them particularly hydrating and they don't smell like onions or yams they're i mean that's what they are but they actually what's they're actually it? pretty good what's in them um, we can take a look. It's the same Korean filters. And then let's see here. Isn't tree yam sunscreen, yam root sunscreen. Let's pull it up. But the vehicle is thicker than the uh, watery sun gel and the whole, oh, this whole line. They all launched at the same time. Oh yeah. You have to do the inky decoder thing. Um, but they mm. all, they all launched at the same time and they have kind of a similar feel in my opinion. So they launched like a multiple different vegetable lines um mm -hmm. <laughs> at the same time and they're like pick your choice do you like yams do you like sweet potatoes do you like onion you pick the one that you like and that's the skincare you should be using like yeah. i've said we've said before and I, we did a review recently of japanese uh skincare and the korean sunscreens and stuff sometimes it's hard to know what's in these things you know you try to figure it all out but um i try to like i try to know um what's in them but sometimes you're just like i don't know what's in this but i like it yeah. So actually the yam one, so that's why they're thicker. Okay. So this is interesting. And I found this to be true, particularly about Korean sunscreen. So the ingredient lists for both are good. They have like this niacinamide, adenosine, um, they have hyaluronic acid, um, the onion, what am I in now? The onion one has onion extract, panthenol, they both have panthenol, but it's, it's, I think looking at this now a little more closely, I think it's actually the, the filter blend, which is giving them a thicker vehicle. I, they, the onion one is a hybrid. It has a combination of, ooh, let's see here, six different filters, homosalate, ethyl hexyl, methyl cinnamate, ethyl hexyl salicylate, octocrylene, butyl, methoxy, diabenzyl, methane, and then titanium dioxide. And the other one is, I think, a combination. The yam one is a mineral sunscreen. Mm. Um, so that actually And you like all of them equally. There's not one particular vegetable that you you're liking more from the line i think i like the, the onion one more um <laughs> this is a, which sounds horrible i can't tell if this is an april fool's joke in october <laughs> or not um yeah i liked the onion one a little more i have them all right there i could even do just they try smell right like now. anything in particular or there's no fragrance no. here let me just grab them it's like they, do they smell like onions that's what i wanted to know mostly you know, I'm actually a big fan of onions in my sandwiches. The more that I think about it, I think they add a lot of flavor. This is not relevant to the podcast, but I do think we, we need to give onions more of a chance. Now, you know, it's going through and back to my childhood. You know, I, I didn't really want my lunch to smell weird because I thought kids would make fun of me. So I was always real embarrassed that sometimes my lunch would smell strongly because my mom, like I liked spicy food, things with a lot of flavor. So my mom would pack like these kebabs and stuff and they 
they really had like a strong odor. And so I try to eat like secretly because I like the food, but at the same time, like kids would make fun of us, you know? So I never like wanted to eat onions in school um, because of that. And uh, now I've been introducing onions back into my sandwiches and, you know, really is the move, quite frankly. And I wish I ate those sandwiches more proudly <laughs> growing up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Interesting thing to step back into. So I've got the um, Isentree Hyaluronic Acid Daily Sun Gel. This occurred at the same time. This is loaded with hydrating ingredients, a chemical sunscreen combination of three different filters. This is super hydrating. Like it's heavier than the watery sun gel by just a little bit, um, but I feel like it's super hydrating. That's a great sunscreen. Onions going on next. This is your purple one. We talked about this. This is your hybrid sunscreen. And... No, you do. No, no onion smell whatsoever. It's purple, <laughs> goes on clear. Easy. Actually, the smell is nice. It's not an onion, but it smells nice. Goes on super easily. And then we have the yam, the yam sunscreen, mineral sunscreen. It's casty like, well, it blends in pretty well, actually, because it's got a little tint to it. I don't know if it's from the yam. I don't think it has iron in it, but mm. uh, it goes in pretty easily, but it definitely has a more mineral feel. So, Favorite for me, I still say oniony purple is competing with the sun gel here, depending on what you like. A little thicker, get the onion. One little bit lighter, get the sun one. Sun gel. There it is. Perfect. Okay. Well, there you go. And this is from Isentree. Isentree. Okay. Yes. From Isentree. Check out their vegetable line. Highly recommended <laughs> by Dr. Maxfield. Um, I'll have to try them out next time I see you or try to get my hands on them. Uh, but those are our top five. I think there were a bunch of tips in there for the fall, but also at least five product recommendations for you to check out. Um, do you have to change your skincare routine for the fall if you are not noticing a difference in both your hydration levels or anything else? Probably not. I will say if you were ever interested, like Dr. Maxfield said, in getting IPL procedure done, BBL, not the surgical procedure, but the, the light procedure, if you were thinking about getting CO2, Erbium laser, uh, clear and brilliant, uh, Morpheus 8. Well, you can really do that any season of the year, but anything um, that is going to be resurfacing the skin, really the best time to do it is in the late fall, winter time when your skin is not getting much sun exposure. So, any type of resurfacing procedure, this is really the time that you want to be going to see your dermatologist because these are the time that we can pretty much perform any procedure that we want with having, without having to worry too much about adverse reactions. The only trouble we run into is that around New Year's, a lot of people do go on vacation to tropical areas. And so we have to be careful to make sure we're not doing procedures and then you're going to go on vacation the next day and get a lot of sun exposure. So anytime that you have a good week or two of downtime, it is a good time to get one of those resurfacing procedures that reset your skin. Yep, that's it. So take advantage of this time of year while you can. Enjoy the transition to new skin. And that's everything we have for you. So thank you for being a part of this. All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Next week, we'll go through the Allure Best of Beauty, the ones that we love the most, the ones that we maybe didn't like as much. Who knows? Come to find out. It's a long list. So stay tuned. We'll see you all in the next episode. We'll see you next time.